Hi there and welcome along to day two of the 12 rows of Christmas. Today it's two fitness boosters because what we're going to do is two 16 minute intervals with one minute rest in between and both of these are going to be down at that low intensity so we're going to do them at 18 strokes a minute and run about 2k plus 20 pace. Now I know that some folks aren't comfortable with these low rate sessions but trust me they really are so important for you in terms of letting you build up your fitness that kind of core foundation fitness and being able to just slow things down and work on your technique so please just kind of ride with me on this or roll with me on, on this one I'll talk you through some technique stuff which will hopefully help you and I'll also just kind of chat away and keep you distracted and hopefully entertained if nothing else for the two 16 minute intervals all right so there's nothing really special about it just 18 strokes a minute 2k plus 20 pace the whole way through all right so we might as well just get straight into our four minute warm-up and as always we start off by setting up our machine on a concept two I want you to go to your drag factor first and set that way you want it to be if you don't know anything about drag factor please check out the video i have on this youtube channel i set mine at around about 125 if that makes any difference to you if you're on a non-concept 2 then you have a resistance or something just set it so you get a nice weight from the machine as you do a stroke but you don't have to heave against it because you want to make sure you put the power from your legs and not have to pull too soon which i'll talk about in the row next up if you're able to please set your monitor at eye heights so you're not having to look up and not having to look down which affects your posture and finally if you can adjust your foot stretch your height get it to a point where you're able to come to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically okay if you're set with your feet too high you might not quite be able to get there if you're set too low you can actually kind of really go flying straight past which can hyperextend your back a good rule of thumb is that the straps cover the balls of your feet okay if they're covering the big kind of bony high part of your feet then that could really kind of harm your compression or well, I say harm but kind of hinder your compression at the front so our four minute warm up, we're going to do this at 18 strokes, all about the 18s today. So, 18 strokes a minute. And the power you're going to start with is just enough of a push from your feet that you can feel the connection into your hands, which then connect into the machine itself. Okay, I'll explain as we start. All right, and so here we go with the warm up in three, two, one, let's go. So, 18 strokes a minute is nice and slow enough that you can think about what's going on. And what we want to think about is the timing between your feet pressing into the machine and your hands connecting to whatever it is that makes your machine go. Whether it's a water rower or a fan system like a Concept2 or even just magnets or pistons, the same thing needs to happen where you push with your legs at the same time your hands connect because that's how the power gets from your legs into the handle and into the machine. If you push too soon, your backside goes away from you and you lose so much potential power. And if you pull too soon, yes, you're using your arms to make the machine go, but you're losing that power from your legs and you'll fatigue your arms way too quick and then end up with potential golfer's elbow or tennis elbow or something. So work on that push at the same time you connect and then slowly increase your pace to run about 2K plus 20 if you know your 2K training pace or run about five out of 10 effort. And if you don't know your 2k training pace, then all you have to do is row a two kilometer time trial 
and divide the resulting time by four. And that gives you your average pace or speed to cover 500 meters. Then on the Concept 2, you switch to the 500 meter screen and that's your pace for your 2K training pace. Hang on, put one foot on the ground, continue rowing. And so when you know your 2K, 2K training pace, and I say 2K plus 20, then that means you row 20 seconds slower than your 2K average time. But don't worry if you're way off right now, rowing with just one leg strapped in. Because after all, you're only rowing with one leg. <laughs> Let's swap legs. Continue going. You might notice there's a slight change in speed between your left and your right leg. If it's one or two seconds, that's all right. But if it's like 10 seconds, then there's some real imbalance going on between your two legs. Okay, one more here. Then let's put both feet back in, legs straight, and just roll with your back and arms. So you just swing over your back, pull in your arms, and out with your arms, swing over your back again. And this hinging backwards and forwards, this tilt, is just absolutely vital. It's worthwhile spending some time just practicing this, where you pick up the power by swinging over your hips. One more here. Let's get to the front of the machine with arms straight, forward lean, and just press out with your legs. Not too hard, because what I want you to concentrate on this time is holding this forward lean and straight arms as you push out. And then also thinking about that timing between your legs and your hands to get the power in. Let's do one more here. Oof. So those last little drills are really just about teaching you two halves of the sequencing of the stroke, which I will talk about in more detail as we uh, get into the road. But don't worry, it's all gonna be boring technique chat. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll talk about it. lots of the, I'll talk about my new t-shirt and everything. I just did, so I'm not going to talk about that now. Anyway, keep moving up down the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll explain one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay then, so today's session is two 16-minute intervals with one-minute rest in between. And you'll be rowing those 16-minute intervals at 18 strokes per minute and at 2K plus 20 pace. So this is really just a nice fitness boosting, boosting? Fitness boosting row uh, to just give you a chance to slow down, recover from yesterday's row, make sure you've got enough energy for tomorrow's row, but also give you a chance to work on your technique and stuff. It's a vital session, trust me. Um, so that's really it. Just hold the same pace, the whole stroke rate the whole way through. And yeah, and just follow me for stroke rate at the start if you wish if you're a bit unsure about um trying to row as slow as 18 but i'll talk okay, i'll give you some tips on how we can make this all nice and flowy as you go through all right so we might as well just get straight into this so hopefully just give your backside a little bit of a wiggle make sure that you're comfortable in your seat hopefully you've had a drink as well so you're going to be okay for the next 16 minutes and then we'll get into this okay my watch hasn't actually asked if i've started a workout today i'm going to say yes i am rowing okay yeah, yeah, there we go. We count down. Yeah, I'll just uh, wait for me. Okay, are you ready for this? In three, two, one, let's go. Ugh. See, other rowers will be a lot more professional than me. But no, 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 no. I, 
I don't even stop and do a new take to restart my watch. I make you sit here and watch me do it. Say before, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. I've got you locked into your machine. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> You've got to put up with me. Anyway, like I said, you can just, on the video, you can just watch me, copy me for the stroke rate. So when you see me drive, try and match that timing. It's a nice drive. And then a recovery is twice as slow or half as fast, depending on, <laughs> on whether your glass is half full or half empty. But that's the rhythm that you're meant to be doing it in. Is that your drive phase is twice as fast as your recovery phase. If you're listening to this in a podcast, then hello, folks. You should be able to follow me just by the whoosh of my flywheel. Of course, you don't know when I'm driving and recovering, but usually if you just match it to the pattern of my speech should make sense and as we get into the close of this first two minutes of the row I kind of figure everyone's probably hit some kind of groove by now where you don't really need to be thinking about watching me for the stroke rate or properly paying attention to the sound of my flywheel and hopefully you've got the right amount of push from your legs too in order to hit that 2k plus 20 pace plus or minus one second here and there it's perfectly fine if anything if you're going to be going one way or the other I'd rather you were slower on this session than faster so I'm saying 2k plus 20 but if you're down at 2k plus 22 that's no real issue however if you're up around 2k plus 17 or 18 then you're probably pushing just a little bit too hard in terms of how much energy you're going to be using through this row because remember the way I'm programming these 12 days is that you have either a medium or maximum intensity session followed by one of these bottom low intensity sessions in order to let you recover for the next one which will be 
a middle or top again and if you push these low intensity ones too hard then you use up energy that you really want to have available for the mid and top I'm going to make a video about this try to explain that a bit better so keep an eye out for that so don't really keep on thinking I should almost start from the beginning assuming that maybe you haven't seen any of my other roll-along workouts before apart from maybe day one of this series and so I should really talk about the full range of your rowing technique in case you've never heard someone talk about the right positions and sequencing but I don't want to just talk technique for this entire 16 minute first interval however it is important so all I'll say is that my new t-shirt has a picture of a zombie carrot on the front of it because I have two cues when it comes to your technique one of them involves zombies <laughs> and the other one involves an imaginary carrot well think about it, zombies are probably imaginary as well they're not real <laughs> anyway that's why it's a a zombie carrot breaking out of my chest but I'll get to that when I talk technique so let's do a quick Coles notes brief description of the rowing stroke first things first the power like I said in the warm-up comes from your legs if you think that this is about pulling on the handle it's not quite right yes you have to put the power into the handle and you certainly finish by pulling it in but you start and the majority of your power comes push of the legs okay so try and think about that but in order to get that power in effectively and efficiently you also want to make sure that you have a forward lean into the front of the machine as you start the drive and arms straight 
and then you push with your legs and halfway through the leg drive you swing from that forward lean to a backward lean so you go from a one o'clock tilt over your hips into the front of the machine and then you finish at an 11 o'clock tilt off the back of the machine and then arms stay nice and straight until after you start that backswing so you don't pull your arms in until you get closer to the back so here we go so you go legs arms legs arms that really is how long you keep your arms straight for legs arms and that way that power surges in from your legs into the machine which means that the sequencing as you drive into the stroke goes legs back arms legs back arms legs back arms if you find or feel that you're going arms legs back oh <laughs> then that's a quite an inefficient way to row and like I said in the warm-up you can exhaust your muscles quite quickly that way and that early pull can sometimes lead to golfer's elbow or tennis elbow then you as you finish with the handle I mean I'll talk more specifics about positions and things in the next interval but I just want to talk about it globally but you finish with the handle by pulling it in to your chest around sternum height and then you instantly send it forwards again don't pause at the back so you just in out put it back out at the same pace you brought it in at so you're not it's not on fire you're not trying to throw it away from you it's not like I see this a lot where people finish and then race the handle away a nice rhythm oh that quite hurt my <laughs> hurt my arm doing that anyway in out and then your aim is to get your arms straight nice and quickly but in a nice fluid rhythm and as your hands come forwards that's what triggers the rock tilt back over your hips again into that forward lean 
And the real goal is to get your hands past your knees and into that forward tilt before you bend your knees. Okay, so arms, back, legs. Arms, back, legs. And that way you will be in the perfect position to start the next stroke with arms straight and a forward tilt ready to push your feet into the machine. So you should notice that the drive goes legs back arms and then the recovery goes arms back legs. It's a very simple process rowing but very easy to get wrong. One of the most, if well, if one of the most common things to see in the drive phase is people swinging the back too early so they don't have that forward lean like this. They've lost the forward lean, the timing all goes as is the power. On the back end of the stroke, the most common thing you'll see is people who do the legs first. So they come back, legs come up, hands go over, legs, hands, rock, and they're all over the place. There ain't no rhythm going on here. Can't dance to this stroke. <laughs> so if you feel like your knees are popping up before your hands get past them, which is usually easy to tell because what happens is you have to throw the handle over your knees. Then just concentrate on that finish of handle in, handle out, rock, legs. In, out, rock, legs. And it's all, this isn't just a fuddy-duddy, this is how people row for years and therefore passing it down. It's about efficiency on the rowing machine. If you can row as efficiently as possible without tiring muscles that you don't need to be tiring, you'll last longer. You'll also be able to row faster and hopefully you'll be less likely to get injured. Alrighty then, four strokes to go. Three more. Two more. And yep, last stroke. There we go. So, this one minute rest kind of doesn't need to be here. It's only here to give you a chance to have a little drink and just for your heart rate to just gradually come down. 
I was up at 132 at the end of that, which was about 70% of my maximum rowing heart rate. Just kind of where you where I'd want it to be for a session like this. Hang on, just have a quick drink. If you have a heart rate monitor and you know your maximum heart rate, in a session like this, you want the majority of it to be between, say, 65, 75% of your max. Closer to 65 would be, be would be better. But. Okay, 10 seconds to go. Told you it'd be a short, short rest. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. And we're just straight back into the same thing again. You might find that you suddenly feel really loose and powerful as you start this off. As your body is primed and ready for it. But again, because the intensity of this row isn't too high anyway, this really shouldn't feel like it's particularly hard work. I mean, from a effort out of 10 point of view, we really are only looking at five out of 10. Tiny chance it'll crawl up to six out of 10 by the end of this row, depending on how fit you are, but really shouldn't be intense at all. And do remember when I'm talking about effort out of 10, one out of 10 is sitting on the couch watching television. So just sitting there, doing nothing, being alive, <laughs> is a one out of 10 effort. You get up off the couch, go into the kitchen, pour yourself a nice non-alcoholic beer, please. That takes you up to, say, two or three out of 10. If you have to go up some stairs, maybe you have to go and have a, have a little polite rest break and go upstairs. That climbing of the stairs will be like three or four out of 10. But then once you get to five out of 10, that's when you start to feel like your muscles are doing something. Your heart rate goes up a little bit. Your breathing goes up a little bit, but it's not anything that you don't feel you could do for a couple of hours. Like a nice walk up a hill. That's like a five out of 10. Then six out of 10 just increases that a little bit. Slightly steeper hill, slightly more out of breath, but still you could do it for a couple of hours. And then seven and eight out of 10 is when things start to get spicy. That's when you feel your muscles start to 
burn a little bit and where it becomes a little bit harder to speak you have to take a couple of rests to take in breaths or let the other person speak for a while and it starts to get to a point where you know you have to push in order to maintain that effort without slowing down and then 9 and 10 that is the proper maximum intensity stuff where your muscles are really on fire you're getting to a point where your muscles are starting to fade and you have to really concentrate to overcome that fade your breathing is fast and it's really hard to speak while you're rowing apart from the odd grunt so what I'm saying is a 5 out of 10 still has a level of effort it's easy compared to the 7, 8, 9, 10 but it's also effort compared to just sitting on the couch watching reruns of Quantum Leap on your television just to try and clear that up and the other thing is, is that on a session like this you start rowing at what you think is 5 out of 10 and then whatever speed your monitor says that's what you hold until the end of the row you don't slow down if the intensity feels stronger towards the end of the row the way I program things you maintain your pace the way if you're doing heart rate zone training that's when you slow down when the intensity rises but that's not how I program my workouts anyway so let's talk about some of the finer points of technique then the first one is your arms and this is where the zombie comes in what I wanted you to think about is on the return the recovery section of the stroke as you get those arms out in front of you nice and straight I want them to be loose relaxed okay nice soft shoulders floppy arms if I can see your rippled triceps and your 
forearms bulging as you come forwards. You're too tense. And so this is why I say zombie arms. Because zombies just have their arms out in front of them, nice and uh, nice and loose, waiting to try and catch their prey. You never see a tent zombie. So nice and loose, ready so that when you do push into the machine with your feet, all your arms do is brace against that flow of power that comes from your legs so that you just hang off the handle rather than fight it or pull against it and it helps to have your fingers hooked over the handle thumbs underneath but not touching your or not grasping is what I'm saying they can lightly touch your index finger I prefer them to be loose and underneath as that's how the straight line of power comes from your legs through your posterior chain to your shoulders and straight through your arms into the handle if you have your thumbs on top you can well I can feel the force going towards the outside of my forearms rather than straight down my forearms with my thumbs underneath and fingers just hooked over the handle but the other thing I want to talk about is posture and this is vital when you come in to the front of the machine which is known as the catch you want to, want to have a good powerful posture and this is why I say you tilt over your hips so as you come forwards it's just a tilt forwards same at the back where you just the back you just tilt because you have a good posture at both ends and at the catch that means being up on your sit bones so you slide the seat forward far enough for your shins to be pointing vertical but you want to be up and primed on your sit bones with a good powerful not as straight as a door but powerful posture certainly not collapsed and rolled in okay and the way that I suggest to imagine your posture and I stress imagine is that you are sitting 
on a carrot. I know, I'm not particularly proud of this one, but it works. You basically have a carrot stuck up your bum, like this. And as you come forwards, you want to make sure not to snap that carrot. So you're nice and powerful, tilted forwards. Don't snap the carrot. And then as you drive through the stroke, you just swing over your hips. And all that happens is your carrot goes from forwards to backwards. Still maintaining the integrity of your carrot. And if you have a good posture at the back, it's much more powerful way to finish your stroke as opposed to coming to the back and really collapsing and rounding everything down. Which not only loses you power and efficiency, but it also snaps the carrot. <laughs> so, this is why my t-shirt has a zombie carrot on it. Combined the two. Now, I will put out a disclaimer and say, please don't try this or that example out properly nothing should go up your bum certainly not when rowing certainly not a carrot it's just there for you to imagine <laughs> anyway so that helps your posture so you can just tilt over your hips backwards and forwards and the point is, remember in the last interval when I was talking about the arms away and the tilt forwards? If you have just a good posture that works like a pendulum going backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards, that's really easy. But if you collapse your posture at the finish, it's really hard to get back up into that forwards tilt again and if you do collapse your posture at the back what happens is your tailbone tucks underneath you your hips point backwards and your sit bones end up crushing your glutes so if you've ever suffered muscle pain in your backside when rowing then nine times out of ten that's caused by poor posture and that tucking of the tailbone and the sit bones grinding over your glutes like a rolling pin And if nothing else, that collapsing of the lower back at the either at the front of the stroke or the back 
of the stroke put so much force through your lumbar region that has no right to be going there that not only will you be rowing inefficiently and with a lot less power but also you're more likely to end up with lower back problems and to be honest the reason I bang on about technique so much is that I want you to be fitter, faster, stronger not slower, fatter, injured <laughs> last stroke <laughs> it's really injury prevention is what it comes down to this idea of pushing with your legs and the power coming up flowing through your body rather than you fighting against it with your arms or swinging your back that's about getting because I mean that foot press loads up so much power so much force into the machine that if you start to take that into your lower back especially what's that 32 minutes 100 that's probably run about say what 750 odd strokes that we'll have done today in today's workout imagine someone just wrenching your back 750 times you don't want that so it's the same with the arm pull if you're yanking on it too early and pulling it's like 750 early pulls and yeah you might for a while get big old guns and say yeah man look at my veins popping i'm so strong but eventually say a week two weeks worth of that kind of rowing style in especially if you're new and you don't kind of have the the body to to deal with that kind of force a couple of weeks in you end up with a torn bicep or just sore arms and you're like oh i can't row today i'm in so much pain you don't want that you want to be able to come back every day and say i feel great i'm able to row and so this is what or this is why so i'm just loading up the two minute cooldown. i'm not not ignoring you um this is why i talk technique all the time and you will find across all of my rows that i do take quite a considerable amount of time to just re always talk technique and it's so that it just kind of comes back in your brain again so that maybe you had thought you'd forgotten about um the posture side of things about being up in your sit bones because the difference between rowing like this like this and rowing like that that little rounding of the lower back and the hips going backwards just puts everything into here whereas suddenly coming up i can feel it's already kind of coming that the, my, my legs everything the hips it's all in a straight line now ready for the stroke anyway let's do this two minute cool down we're gonna do this again at 18 strokes a minute and start off at around about the pace you were just rowing at and then quite quickly slow down okay so here we go then in three two one go so just give it like five or six more strokes at that 2k plus 20 pace just to let your muscles fire a few more times with that intensity and then let's just gradually ease down about 10 seconds worth pace and if you're doing it on the effort level if you were running about five or six out of ten just effort now is about four out of ten you're just still connecting to the machine but actually you're just letting yourself wind down and these cooldowns even for a workout like today's are absolutely vital not only from a muscles and body point of view 
but also from a brain point of view where well it's taken a little bit of concentration to have held your rate and pace for those 32 minutes worth of rowing especially if you were thinking about various technique things and you're trying to work out oh hang on what's going on here and so a little cool down just helps your brain decouple with all that concentration but it's also just really important to get into the habit of it so that when it does come to the faster sessions where you will need to cool down you've just formed a habit of always doing a two minute cool down now talking the habits hang on two strokes till I'm done Ugh. you don't have to stop here you can continue to cool down of course but it's also a good idea to get into the habit of doing some, some post row stretching as well which by all means climb off the machine and do some stretching while I say goodbye hey I don't do it of course do as I say not as I do because I'm sitting here talking to you but if you can think about stretching your hip flexors your hamstrings, your quads, shoulders, kind of biceps maybe if you pull, and then forearms, which I always pray into that. Get your hands together, push down, and this gets a nice little stretch into your forearms under, under there. That's quite handy, especially if, you, especially if you are an early puller. I know you're out there. Can't quite see you, but I know you're out there. <laughs> no. um, anyway, there we go. That was today's row, a very super simple one. After yesterday's row, that was quite welcomed for me. I hope it was for you too. And I hope it wasn't, um, like I said in the intro, I know some people do struggle with these lower rate rows and I, I completely get why, okay? I, I know they're not the most exciting in the world, but I've described it before, I've had it described to me before as it's like that reliable friend that you go out with to, the, to a bar over a weekend, okay? So you're going out for a big night, but you've got that friend, Steve, and Steve's driving and Steve just sits there and sips his lemonade all night. And at the end of the night, when you're just a, you're a mess you know, on the on the on the ground because you've just been dancing all night and you've just had the fun of your life, Steve's like, right, come on in the car, I'll take you home, and he looks after you. That's what this session does. Okay, this session looks after you, so that when it comes to the real fast ones, when it comes to the either the uh, medium intensity ones where you have to endure that discomfort, or the top tier sprinty ones or whatever, where you're really putting everything on the line and you're a mess on the floor, so you've been dancing all night then it's these bottom tier ones that give you the capability to be able to do that. They look after you. They make it so that you can do what you want to do without suffering the consequences of then like four or five days worth of delay onset muscle soreness and, and all that stuff from, from going too hard. Um, you know what it's like if you've taken a break from rowing and you come back and you try and go fast really hard? It's quite often the next day you're in a little bit of a soreness. Well, these low rate fitness ones are going to give you the fitness and the, the body capability to be able to go fast. Okay, then it's up to being able to develop the power and speed. I'm not saying that these give you the power and speed, but they give you the, the ability to get that power and speed. So if you want to be a fast uh, rower and you want to win the trophies and you want to break the records, then don't just do the top tier maximum workouts. You need to do these as well. Again, like I said, I'm going to make a video about all of this just to try and explain it a little bit better than just a post row rant. <laughs> okay. So with all this said, yesterday was a medium intensity. 
Day two today was a bottom intensity, which means that tomorrow's day three of the 12 days or 12 rows of Christmas uh, is going to be either a medium or a top. And you're going to have to wait and see until tomorrow to find out what that is. Okay, I don't worry. I, I do know what it is. I'm not kind of going, I'm, I'm buying time here, but I'm just not going to tell you until tomorrow. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. Make sure, please, to leave some kind of a comment on this video. I do. Listen, I keep making these because uh, when you comment, I go, all right, cool. People watch these and therefore it keeps me going. So as long as I know you're watching, I'll keep on making the video. So do say hello. And uh, so today was day two or row two. And it was what I call it, a fitness boosting row. So let's just, if you want to leave a hashtag, either just kind of say 12 days, day two or 12 rows, day two or something as a hashtag. Or you can just say, uh, just hashtag fitness boosting. And then that way I'll know you got this far through the video. That's really the only reason why. Anyway, um, yeah, thank you so much. Make sure and say hello. And I will see you in the in row three, day three of the 12 rows of Christmas. Please look after yourselves. Stay safe. Be well. Bye-bye.